All right, everybody, I've got Josh Koenig with me from Pantheon, and he has is a part of a team that's created a new product. Uh, Pantheon is uh, a deployment and hosting uh, platform. Um, does a lot more than that, too. They've been involved with Drupal for a good bit of time, and they've recently launched a, a WordPress version of their product. Josh is going to be able to explain this a lot better than I can. So, uh, Josh. Uh, welcome. Thanks for talking to me. Thanks. I, I really appreciate it, Brian. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, we we uh, it, like you said, it's a de deployment environment and hosting and everything else. We we call it a website platform because uh, traditionally, you know, the what's offered from a a hosting company is a lot less than what you need to get a working website online. Um, especially if you plan on you know developing that website, um, you want to scale it out or maintain it over time. Um, and then there's you know. There are all these other tools you can use that help you with various aspects of the development process, but don't end up solving that core problem of, okay, well, where's the website? Where does it live? And we do all that in an integrated way um, with an eye towards the professional developers out there who actually do this for a living. So there are tools built into the system to help, you know, when the time comes, invite your clients to come pay for the site um, or to, to manage uh, if you do a repeated business where, like, you roll the same type of site out over and over again. We have some other tools to help manage that type of use case, save people time, make them more efficient. And we're really trying to uh, essentially make a proposition to all the professional web developers, the website developers out there to say, hey, you know, we'll take everything from the, the application on down. So don't worry about the servers. Don't worry about the hardware. Don't worry about the scaling. Don't worry about the, the underlying security. You focus on building the best possible website, and we'll give you the best tools to do that and take care of everything else. Cool. And yeah, we've, we've talked a little bit in the background via email. Um, and I was just trying to get a better idea for how your system works. And, and I mentioned that, you know, a lot of the verbiage is different from what we come to learn on, from a hosting perspective. Um, you know, y'all talk about the, the way you kind of manage and package everything. Um, but if we were to try to put some of these aspects in more of a traditional uh, language is it basically we your customers get a part of a dedicated server and y'all have a bunch of custom software on top of that to help um, you know load balancing and you know scaling whenever people need it and uh, you also manage caching and that, all that kind of stuff too right yeah, the the way that we are we're building this is it's novel. I don't think there's anybody else that's doing this for websites. It's similar to what, in some ways, to what um, Heroku did for web applications for people who are building Rails apps, and it's similar to how Google's App Engine works um, and how they, which is based on how they run their stuff internally. With Heroku, basically, you just kind of add a node or something or whatever they call it, right? So, like, if you need to scale from one million to two million, you just push some buttons and it kind of notches you up, right? Yeah, yeah. They they call them dinos. dinos and basically, right. basically, what all these companies and, and are using, and then a lot of other like large internet companies use this this architecture internally. They're they're using what are called loosely termed containers. So there's are facilities in the Linux kernel for establishing resource and uh, and permissions pools um, around different processes. 
And, uh, and these are things that kind of got pushed into the mainline kernel based by a bunch of Google engineers around 2006, 2007, and are now kind of reaching user space with, uh, you know, some nice wrappers around them to make use of them. We've been working with this technology for the past three years to, to offer a way to, um, to divide up, yeah, there, there's obviously servers there, right? Under the, under the covers, we run a lot of very large servers. Those are what we call um, our endpoints, and we, we call that our runtime matrix. So we run a large pool of these big servers, and we're adding more of them as, as we need to grow. Um, and each of those servers is then partitioned up into these various containers, um, which... Uh, you know, it, you can kind of think of a container in some ways. It's like what you used to, you you would get with a VPS, where you know there's a guaranteed. You know, uh, you have you're you're allowed to use a certain amount of memory. You're allowed mm-hmm. to have a certain sort of share of CPU cycles and other stuff. Um, but you're not running an entire virtual operating system. Um, you're not responsible for uh, maintaining everything. You know, all the way down to to the Linux kernel. We just provide this container around your web application. And so the benefits there are we can provision a container in like 10 to 15 seconds versus, you know, 10 to 15 minutes to spin up a new, uh, a new VPS or an EC2 instance or any virtual machine, right? Virtual machines because you're emulating the full machine. You're installing a whole operating system. You've got a virtual disk. You have to install all your libraries, all your binaries, all your stack, right? Mm-hmm. That takes a long time. It's a pretty heavyweight process. It's really, it's a lot better than kind of having to rack a new like physical server every time but it's just way too slow for like on-demand web applications or websites because you've already determined the platform you're able to speed up all that other stuff and just uh get my my little instance of it going exactly and so the the containerization is much more nimble and much more efficient than virtual machines are because again virtual machines you're running you know what are in, if you're if you have a bunch of virtual machines that are all running websites, they're probably all running the same server software using the same libraries, but they're doing many copies of that for every virtual machine. Whereas we have one host endpoint, and that can share all the common binaries, all the common libraries for all the containers that are located there. And then what we, what we do architecturally is we deploy everyone uh, to be in a distributed uh, clustered configuration from the very beginning. So rather than saying you're on one machine, that machine, or, or then embrace or attack this whole challenge of, okay, well, now I have to run two machines, and that's really complicated um, because we have to start sharing connections, we have to figure out what do we upload files, all these other challenges. We start every site off, even the ones like a free site. You sign up for Pantheon, it's free. You can start developing two sites right away. They're all set up to be run in a highly scalable, distributed uh, architecture from the very get-go. And again, we can do that because we know what these containers are doing. We can provision them very quickly, and we kind of orchestrate all the services that are necessary to run a website. And this is what's different between us and Heroku. In like Heroku's world, you just get the little dyno and then you have to decide, okay, I want to add on. Yeah, add on this, and they don't actually provide a way to handle uploaded files and you know a bunch of other things. They're a much, very much more of a DIY because they're they're also serving a much more like very broad and general use case of online software development. Yeah. We're really just for websites. Um, so that's so, that's kind of the point that I got to based on um, you know, before we got on this call, y'all gave me access to the the free version with the two sites, and uh, you know, I logged in and it said, "Hey, upload something." <laughs> you know, upload. You can start a new site or you can import one. So I want to see, well, what's it going to do when I import? And it said, "Just dump the whole thing right here." Um, so I went into my backup software that had the the files and the database in one zip. And I didn't go do anything. I just uploaded the whole thing just to see what would happen. 
And, you know, somehow y'all magically took that, you, you extracted the database, recognized it, uh, installed the database, you extracted the files, you manipulated wp-config to fit your system, and about 60 seconds later or so, I had a dev site that completely mirrored my live production site on your platform. So I was, like, totally amazed by that. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's, that's what, ha- that is what a website platform should be able to do. In our opinion, that's what we're trying to build. Um, and, uh, not every site, I'll be very upfront about it. Not every site is as, as smooth an import as that. Cause some sites are very large, so they're more challenging to import or some sites have, are configured in very unique ways. But if mm-hmm. you have a pretty, you know, middle of the road, uh, layout for your installation, we can detect most of all that stuff automatically and get it all set up for you. And that's again, because we ha- we have assumptions about what our users are doing. You know, yeah. our, our users are developers that are trying to build websites um, with with Drupal or and now with WordPress. We also support. We're really happy to, to bring that to bring that support to up to the first class. So now, um, now I've got this stage where uh, I'm looking at a dashboard and there's things where I can deal with. And you know, I, I want you to talk a little bit in a second about what different differentiates this from a managed WordPress host, which is a big thing lately. Yeah. Um, but at this point. I'm I'm seeing stuff that I've you know I've seen in, in dashboards before. I could, there's connection modes via SFTP or Git, so I was able to quickly you know clone uh, the repo that you created down into my local development environment. Um, it shows me that this is a public or a private URL. I can push to testing and live environments. Um, I can I can put some private I can put domains onto this website. It's got backups managed for me. Um, but what about from a development standpoint? Like if I now, if I want to build a website and use this as my online development environment and mirror it to a local development environment, what do I do? How do I deploy? Is it just like any other system? What's it, what's the development pathway look like for, for your average company or some or developer building a website? Well, so we, we have a, a range of options for developers because different developers have different workflows and we want to give you know developers all the tools they need to succeed. So, you know, you, you mentioned the Git clone. So if you have a local development process where, you know, you have a, a way of developing all on your laptop or on your desktop and you just want to be able to do your work there and then Git push, you know, up to your target, then Pantheon supports that. You Git push uh, to the master branch and that goes into the development environment and you can deploy it out from there. Uh, if you don't want to set up a local development environment or you prefer to be able to work directly on the platform, you can use SFTP to mount the development environment directly and just make your changes right in there and the dashboard gives you an interface we detect your changes as you make them and once you're in a you know you're able to click around in the dev site and make sure it's doing what you want it to do and once you're in a good place with that you can use the dashboard to say okay i like these changes i'm going to type a commit message in and hit commit and you've turned that into a git commit that again can be deployed you don't have to set up git you don't have to learn any command line tools it's all just in our dashboard um, when you're in that sftp sort of mounted mode you can also use the internal uh, to- uh, tools within wordpress to do a WordPress core update, to download plugins or update plugins, all that can happen just in there. And again, you have the then you say, okay, I like the results of that. I want to turn it into a commit, and and then I can deploy it out to testing and production. We also have a feature um, which isn't available for free because it's, it's it's complicated and it involves setting up more containers for people called MultiDev that allows you to clone the whole website into any number of development environments you like, all on their own 
branch in Git. So you can do a feature branch-based workflow. Um, you can branch off a new version of the site just to train people or to test stuff against that could be destructive. So you can mm. you know, branch off a new site and just you know, totally wreck the database and then spin it down and throw it away and forget about it. It's a really good tool for when you're developing with a team of people because then you don't have to try to share one development environment. Every developer can get their own multi-dev cloud development environments, we call them. And then the dashboard will help you merge those changes together, again, test them to make sure they're, they're ready to go, and then deploy them out to production. So I, I could be a little confused, but is based on what we're talking about, is the standard kind of development process to actually write code within the dashboard or no no we, we the dashboard isn't like a, a isn't an ide um but there what will happen is when you make those changes with your sftp uh tool oh, I see, right i see so if it's you kinda, actually like yeah, if you go into your in a while, so it's, yeah uh so basically if you have all the files locally and you make the changes and you push them to sftp then it'll it'll handle the rest from there yeah, and the, the neat thing is most modern SFTP clients actually integrate with IDEs and text editors. Mm -hmm. So what, what we generally recommend people do, and this is a cool demo, you open up your SFTP program, connect to Pantheon, you just navigate in there, and then in your SFTP program, you click edit on your CSS file or whatever. It pops open in your, your favorite text editor on your desktop. You type in the changes you want. You hit save. That and, saves it to Pantheon, and then you can. It, it all happens in like a second, and then you can test it right away. So it's, it's kind of like the days of of old school FTP cowboy coding, except in a smart way. Exactly. It's a, it's a way to do that that sort of gives you all like the speed benefits of cowboy coding. Like there's a reason why that was so popular because you got to like, you know, you got to see your results on the Internet immediately and you knew that if it was working, it was working because it was in your target environment. Right. And so you can do that kind of cowboy coding style, but in a development environment that then if you like what you got, you turn it into a git commit right there in the dashboard and then deploy it safely. I gotcha. But then you can also use a more traditional or a, a more I guess for me, my workflow is more local and Git, and that's there's no problem with that either. No, yeah, exactly. We we support both ways. It's just that some people like to, you know, there's two two cases really. One is yeah. people who don't want to Git has a learning curve, and local development environments are you know you have to maintain your local development environment, and that's sure. different on every platform and so forth. And there's a lot of people for whom that's a just a time sink, mm -hmm. um, and they want to stick with the way that they know how to do it. Or they're very front end oriented and they just want to, they need to be able to share it with other people online really quickly versus, you know, if it's on your laptop, it's only on your laptop and you, you're working with somebody in another state or whatever, it's hard to, to share. Um, so so and, that, oh. that all makes, that, yeah, that makes total sense. And I, I like the flexibility there. Um, one of the questions that I know people have, I know that I, I might have at some point would be, what really separates Pantheon from a managed host? Like a, you know, the the popular ones to name would be WP Engine, Pressable, uh, Pagely, people like that. What's what makes Pantheon different, and how does the your platform, you know, like how does how does that really stand out from from what those guys are doing? Yeah, the differences I think are uh, if you if you give our product a try, like you know, just you know, sort of it's free. There's no strings attached. Um, 
I think the quality of our developer experience and the level of uh, the smoothness of it and the idea that you get, you get this best, best practice, dev, test, and live. You can do a real best practice continuous integration where you're doing your development work in the development environment. You're, you're, even if you're working locally, you're pushing your code up there. And then the default action in that testing environment, it says, okay, take the database from the live site, which you, know, you could have your client out there has been adding posts and writing content and changing things around and my new code that I've been working on over here in dev and bring those two things together and let's make sure that they actually work before we deploy. Does that do it, database merging as well? Uh, there's no, there's not really a, a safe way to do a database merge per se because all of the, the, the things inside the database are, are numerically incremented. So mm -hmm. you can't, you know, there's, if the, basically the, the safe way to do it is say the live database and the live uploaded files, the images or whatever that are in the live environment, those are the canonical truth of the, the way the website works. But we make it very easy to synchronize those back into dev for testing purposes, or rather for development purposes. So you're always developing. It makes it easy to always develop against a relatively fresh copy of the site. And then before you deploy, you always get that one last chance to say, okay, let me put the latest code and the latest content together and make sure that they work. And if there's like a post-deploy step, like I, I need to go click and enable something, you know exactly what that post-deploy step is. And then you can push it out. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so, so that's... That, that's really a good thing. The other thing that I would highlight that's very different between us and other uh, managed WordPress services is we uh, actually there's two other things. One is we don't we don't just do WordPress. We do other other technologies as, as well, obviously. So that's something. Mm -hmm. um, and the other is we provide because of the way that our architecture works with these containers and everything else. That's pretty unique, and we provide a smooth scaling experience. So I don't know if you've ever had to like grow a site. Um, but very often, you know, you start out on the low end and you're on essentially shared hosting or something like that. Or maybe you're on a very small VPS. And as you scale up, you have to go through all these kind of painful or at least time-consuming and risky uh, shift, migrations and shifts and so on. So Pantheon is one platform. Our biggest sites and our free sites all run on one coherent platform. So we really can say, if you can make it work on your free dev site um, and you like the performance you got there, we can scale that to millions of users and you won't have to like, go through a migration. You won't have to wait for us to like, set you up a new cluster. We're not sitting there running what is like a traditional hosting company, just managing all these different server installs for people. We've, we've gone sort of to the next level and abstracted away all of that pain to where we just can actually scale people really smoothly from a few hundred visitors to hundreds of millions if necessary. Cool. How, how big of sites do y'all have running on this right now? We have, uh, I mean, if you check out like the website, we've got some pretty, pretty uh, hefty brands. Um, some of our, our customers on good days have done over 100 million uh, page views in one 24-hour period. We push billions of page views a month off the platform. That's mostly through Drupal so far since WordPress is brand new? Yeah, that's what it's mostly mostly through Drupal. That's absolutely correct. One, we have a few large WordPress sites. Um, I can't speak to the specific uh, customers that are involved because I don't have the permission for them to use them as a case study yet. Mm -hmm. But uh, we have some we have some WordPress sites that are of significant scale, and we're we're pretty confident that the the WordPress scalability problem is one that we've got our hands around because it's not extremely it's not very different from the the Drupal scalability problem. What we're really interested to learn um, as we get into the the WordPress community is you know more about best practices, more about how people use plugins, more about how to make developers' lives easier as they're doing common WordPress tasks. 
Mm -hmm. um, that's where we have a, a fair bit of learning to do, I think. So some of the things people talk about, and there's there's a pretty vibrant debate right now between you know the 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 catered system that you get with a managed host, but then it's like, where'd all my cPanel go? Right. <laughs> you know, like, where's my email? Where's my easy SSH access? Where's all these other, you know, whatever things they are, you know, things that you're used to from yep. a VPS or whatever. Um, what is Pantheon, what's Pantheon's opinion on stuff like that? Is it an opinionated platform? Um, and, and does it give you flexibility like a traditional host at the same time as doing all this uh, very WordPress specific stuff? Well, yeah, we're, we're definitely an opinionated product and an opinionated platform. Um, we really try to make our, our motto is to make the best practice, the path, path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. uh, and so there's a lot of things where, like I mentioned, you know, the, the, in that testing workflow and so forth, there's a bunch of ways where the default is to do something that like, not super complicated, but you wouldn't necessarily do it that way if you were just doing it, you know, the, the most expedient way or the simplest way. But we make it really easy to do it the right way. Uh, when it comes to that whole question of, you know, the where's my cPanel, I think that's, that's a question that we, um, we're, more, we're much more like the, the managed uh, WordPress platforms in that way. We're really trying to, to run your website in a way that is really bulletproof, doesn't cause you to have to deal with a bunch of other problems, doesn't cause any pains, and we can, you know, really sign on that out of the line that we'll keep it online, we'll scale it, we'll make sure it's secure and everything else. And the thing is, in order to make all those guarantees, you can't, you basically, the trade-off is, you know, there's nothing for you to go in and SSH and configure. I'm working on, on ways to give people some shell tools just for like exploring their code base and so forth. But the, the, the idea of manually managing your Linux operating system versus having someone else take responsibility for all that, or, I mean, you kind of have to pick one or the other. Mm -hmm. Um, and when it comes to email, our, our kind of our opinion is there are just way better services out there for getting email than we could ever provide. And we, we just encourage people to integrate those first class email services. So if, if you're doing a lot of outbound email, there's services like SendGrid that really do that much better than, than we would be able to do, give you better deliverability, give you lots of tools and instrumentation. If you want to provide inboxes for people, you know, for small businesses and so forth, you can use Google for free. Um, and there's a number of others where the, the notion that you kind of like, throw everything onto one one box is just at the very like internet 1.0 um and while you know and, and it requires web developers to know be the sort of jack of all trades and master of none and mm -hmm. uh, and and we our opinion is that there's a future where website developers are the masters of website development and then they know that for email just integrate this thing and for uh for for other services there are, there are integrations and that increasingly they're they're clients and customers will also understand that, that they'll want the best, the best in class email. Because if you think about it, like the, the, on, from the inbox perspective, right? The, the tools that get bundled with most cPanel type products, they're, they're not nowhere near as good as Gmail. Um, so, so why, why, why have a second class solution for your email? Why not have a first class solution? Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, Real quick, one of the things that I notice is you have page view limitations, but what about sites? Like, can you have as many sites as you want? Um, or how would a developer collaborate, say, if their client wanted the account? Would they be able to add them as a collaborator? Uh, how does all that stuff work? Yeah, so the, uh, the, I'll take the second question first. Um, we have this notion of the professional web developer as our, as our primary, uh, the user of our tool. That's who we build for. Mm -hmm. um, and part of that is helping the professional web developer work with their clients. 
So we actually have, if you go into the part of the interface where it gets you to billing, one of those links right there at the top is, you know, there's a credit card form, but what the link at the top says, would you like to invite someone to pay for this site? And what that does is it will add the, the client as a member of the team on the site and give them a nice link that will link them to, you know, a very simple page that says, you know, this person user has invited you to come pay for Pantheon. Here's what it is. Here's, here's where you'd fill in your details. And it kind of manages that, that, that interaction and that handoff. And then once that, uh, the, the client has done that, they're now the quote official owner of the site. So you both are still on the team, but they no longer, they couldn't be removed. And, and uh, if something, you know, were to happen that you could remove yourself or they could remove you and add other developers. So if they whoever want. pays has the keys. Yeah, we feel that's kind of how it should be. And, and mm -hmm. we're, we're on, in the same way that we're building these tools for professional web developers, we're also working on kind of educating uh, clients and saying, you know, there's a reason that you should own your infrastructure and you should own your own domain names because it just gets really messy. A lot of times developers end up kind of fronting for the client uh, for a lot of things, and, and that can work, but if, it, if there's ever a miscommunication or there's a difference of opinion or you know, something changes on the business side, it gets to be really complicated because the things that really should belong to the owner of the website, they don't necessarily even know about or have control over. And we think that you know, for businesses and organizations, that, you know, in the future, they're not going to have one website. They're going to have many websites, most of them, if they're doing anything interesting or ambitious, mm -hmm. and they need to be able to retain ownership of the pieces that actually relate to that because that's what belongs them. The developers should be there to build things that are awesome and then you know, when the, the job is done, hand it over to the long-term owner. We, we have some stuff that we're working on too for like people who want to do long-term maintenance and support contracts and other stuff, but the idea of different roles within a project between the person who's the owner of the site and the developer of the site is really built into the core of our system. Good. And um, then with regards to the number of sites versus page views, how's that work? Yeah, so the uh, the page view limits are 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 not a hard cap. I should should call that out. That's just a so ballpark. When you hit eleven thousand, it's not gonna like say, oh, we're gonna up you seventy five dollars extra. Per yeah, month. yeah. We we don't we don't automatically uh, uh we don't we want to be like the phone company where you know if you send one too many text messages, suddenly you get this huge <laughs> bill. Uh, that's that's silly. Um, it's just to help ballpark things, and it's mainly so that people can get a sense of, you know, where where does this project fit into the the price list? Um, and we encourage people. Uh, you can put a number of domains uh, onto one site um, because sometimes people will, you know, they'll want to run a network. Mm -hmm. um, but we encourage people to generally, you know, if, it's, if they're different sites, they belong on different plans because they might have different owners and they need dedicated resources. And we're working on ways to offer the same value that we would get with a multi-site network without having to overload one site with many domains. Um, we actually work with some customers on this who are running at scale. And it, it can, you can get into all these really sticky situations when you have 20 sites that are all you know, they're, they're, they're similar in functionality. That's why they're running in a network, but they're all kind of have different audiences and different traffic patterns and everything else, but they're all being funneled through one set of resources. Uh, it can create some challenges when it comes to doing the load balancing properly. It certainly makes it harder to, to debug things. Um, and so we're working on ways to actually uh, help developers realize the efficiencies of being able to deploy, you know, deploy once to update a lot of sites, but without having to force all those sites 
through one set of resources. It, it creates, can create single points of failure, can create kind of a single bottleneck, it creates a single security risk too. It'd be better in our opinion if every website out there that was logical to the internet, like everyone, you know, this is a different website than that website. I'm not talking about when you have like five different domain names that all route to the same site. Mm -hmm. It's like when you have different, really different websites, they should all have their own, you know, dedicated containers behind them and not be able to negatively in, uh, impact one another because they're different websites. They should be protected from one another. Yeah, that makes sense. I, mean, I guess in my scenario, I'll just give my two cents on it. I mean, I have one site that I care about, <laughs> but I have four or five other sites. Um, so in that scenario, would you say y'all would prefer just to handle the site that you know, someone really cares about whatever their baby is, their company or their, you know, serious blog or, you know, e-commerce website, whatever that is. And therefore you wouldn't say you're the solution for every type of site. So like, you know, I have maybe three or four websites that I just host and manage for friends of mine and I have my personal blog, but really I have one website that I care about. Um, yeah. Is that kind of the way that you would frame that? Yeah, it's uh, well, so I don't want to say that we don't care about the other sites, um, but for where we are right now, I mean, we, we, we've reviewed the market and looked at the other hosts that are out there and the, you know, I'm not, I'm not I won't, won't dodge the question. Pantheon's pricing is going to be a, a little bit more expensive than what a lot of people are used to. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's because we kind of do lean on that. You know, this is for professional web developers for doing professional web projects. You know, that said, I'm, I'm a developer too, and I'm really sensitive to that, um, the, the, what you're talking about, you know, stuff that I run for myself or that I'm doing as favors for friends of mine and so on and so forth. Um, when, it, when it really comes down to it, what, I, what we're, we're trying to figure out a way to do um, is for those sites that are essentially a hobby project or a, a favor project or a personal, or like we have that one tier in, in our pricing plan, it's called personal, but if it's really a developer's personal project, like it's your blog or you know, something you put together for your softball league or your mom's mm -hmm. like, community group, <laughs> yeah. I, I would actually prefer just to be able to give you the, that for free. Um, like, ah. uh, because the, the resource consumption of that is not going to be extreme um, and it's easier to, to say, you know, let's be able to say we have to, you know, we have to do this within reason because we can't just get overloaded with freeloaders. But uh, for, for developers who have, who are doing real work, but also have these other kind of side projects, I'd like to find a way to just take care of their side project and not have to worry about it and then be able to differentiate between what's like sort of, sort of a real pro project versus a personal project and, and kind of disambiguate the plans a bit. But the truth is that, that our, there, there is a, there's a large um, portion of the WordPress market that is just way, way cheaper than what we're going to be able to, to provide. Sure. And that's just because we provide a much, I think, better service. We can't, we can't get it down to eight bucks a month. It's just not going to happen anytime soon. So there, there are going to be projects where we have to kind of pass on them because they're not like a personal hobby project. They're just a very, very cost-sensitive client. And I, we won't be able to handle 100% of everything right away. But um, we're definitely, we, we, we look at it and we, we see that there's kind of like the middle and up of the WordPress uh, market is mm -hmm. just doesn't have a lot of great choices right now. And, uh, and that's kind of where we, we made our, our real big impact in the Drupal market as well. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully be able to answer the questions for developers and their own personal projects. And, and again, projects for friends and family, just by being able to give it away for free. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I, you nailed it as far as the way, how I consider these types of things. I mean, I, I'm willing to pay, say the hundred dollar a month, price for for my site that i care about um but 
like you said, I mean, I'd get used to the workflow, but then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I got four sites on some other thing. Um, yeah, and the it, way and I handle that right now is, you know, I got one site that I keep on its own account within the same host that that's the one I care about. And then the other one, I kind of lump the rest of the sites together on the same host so I can manage the same workflow. Um, but I'm glad that y'all are, y'all are at least thinking about that segment. Cause I'm assuming I'm not unique in that. Um, okay. you know, we all, we all have the, the soccer leagues and the, and the youth groups and everything else that, you know, people want to be a part of and help their friends out. So that's yeah, absolutely. I'm glad, glad that y'all are thinking about that. Um, and then I guess finally, I mean, y'all are basically brand new, uh, just launched the WordPress part publicly for uh, about a week ago, but, uh, how long have you been testing this? Do you have some partners that you're working with that you've really been putting this to scale with WordPress and, uh, where do you see it a year or two from now? Yeah, we're, we're excited. So, uh, well, this started for us about a year and a half ago when we started seeing WordPress just show up on Pantheon organically. Because um, the truth is, it, if you read our documentation, it's not hard to figure out how to make it run. Just, you know, we, we sort of pre we would pre-install Drupal for people. They would delete Drupal. They would put WordPress on there. <laughs> they would tweak their WP config, and they'd be off to the races. Um, nice. And so we, we noticed that that was happening. And then we started to talk to... You know, we talked to our, our, our customers, or our, rather our users, our developers a lot, and, uh, and we talked to the, um, the people in our partner network a lot, and uh, we were getting pretty consistent feedback that they really liked what we were doing, and they were using it for more of their, their Drupal-related work for the, the builds and the, the customers that, that needed that. But that, um, you know, one of the questions we always ask is, well, what will it take to, for, you, for us you to standardize on Pantheon? Because that's what really what we want from a, from a business standpoint. We want to help developers standardize their workflow using our tools. Mm-hmm. And everyone would just say, well, it's great, but I, I have all these WordPress projects, and uh, what am I supposed to do about that? Um, and uh, we, we realized that it would, we would, A, people were going to do it whether we liked it or not, and B, we would never be able to offer what we truly want to offer to developers if we only supported Drupal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we started in earnest about six months ago to work on this. And that was, you know, some research and development. Um, we, we were able to determine relatively quickly that we wasn't a huge amount of uh, actual lift to get it done from the platform side because Drupal and WordPress have very similar requirements. Um, the, the, the core platform, the infrastructure, the stack, it all works really well for both of them. There were obviously a lot of like, little things we had to tweak and make sure we're friendly to WordPress, but there was, it wasn't like we built a new platform. It's one platform for both products. It's just a question of what you're sort of presented in the dashboard and helped out with and, and the assists that are there. But under the hood, it's the same, same Pantheon website platform. Awesome. Well, I, and, I checked this out for the first time about a year ago. Uh, actually a, a friend of mine that runs a WordPress uh, maintenance service um, showed it to me and, you know, it really amazed me then. I wondered how long it would be until y'all, y'all started supporting WordPress. So I'm really happy to see that y'all are doing that and really starting to invest into the community and getting to know, uh, you know, how the, the WordPress world works. And uh, I'm certainly excited to see, uh, you know, where things go from here. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's going to be an exciting journey. I'm I'm looking forward to going out to some word camps uh, this summer. I'm going to go to the the one in Miami, I think, in May, and uh, a few others. Um, and just getting to you know, I I I have this you know been in the Drupal community for over a decade, and I I like op- I really like open source. I like developer communities. So I'm actually really stoked to be able to go out and meet a bunch of new people and kind of learn a lot from from y'all in terms of how you you've been doing things and seeing more and getting a better sense of how we can help. Awesome. Well, if you're in uh, Chicago, I think I'll be there. And then uh, I hope I'll be in San Francisco as well later this fall. Um, Josh, people can uh, check out Pantheon on getpantheon.com. That's uh, get, P-A-N-T-H-E-O-N.com. Uh, go to slash how it works to check out uh, some of the details and slash WordPress to see the WordPress specific features. And how can people get a hold of you? Uh, the best way to get a hold of me, if you want to email me directly, just josh at getpantheon.com. Um, or if you fill out the, right now we're, we're, uh, when you want to use WordPress, you sign up and I send you an email first to make sure you've got all the documentation. So if you just do the sign up form off of that WordPress page, that'll go directly to me too. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining me and I'll uh, talk to you later. All right. Thanks, Brian.